Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. But going to Acts, the second chapter and verse 42, and it reads like this. Now, this is the story right after Peter um, had uh, just uh, said what he had said, um, what I was talking about last week when Peter, uh, after Jesus had went after him, um, or the, the message was to him uh, to go tell the disciples and Peter. So I feel like it's very appropriate that we continue this dialogue after this. So Acts, the second chapter and verse 42 says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things. If I were around you, I would say, say all. If say all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing their proceeds to all, is that word all again, as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. They were praising God and having favor with all the people. It's the word all again, all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily as one version says this version the english standard version says day by day those who were being saved and as i told you we're continuing our series on hello world and i want to talk today from the topic the power of consistency the power of consistency if i was around you and i'm not around you but i'm, I'm talking to you still i want you to just lift your hands and say lord help me to be consistent help me to be consistent i want to talk about uh, the power of consistency if there's anything that we know about today other than the uh, different tragic news that we hear or the different things that have really thrown us off um, in a way of our schedules and causing us not to really understand um, how things are um, going to resume some sense of normalcy or what will that even look like and there's all types of dialogue and conversations about what exactly that's going to look like but what i do know for sure and if we're going to be honest and i do want us to be honest is that all of our schedules are thrown off every last one of our schedules are 
off. When I say off, they're off in such a way that we don't know which day is Monday, which day is Friday. It used to be that we could say we're at the ending of the week and it's the weekend. Now the weekend means nothing to us because Saturday comes and Saturday goes and we don't even know. And the only reason we know that today is Sunday is because this is about the fifth service you've already watched. So we already know what today is, but all the other days they seem to mesh in together. Uh, our timing of when we wake up, some of our timing is off and when we go to bed is off. Some of us, we don't even realize what time it is until we look up and it's 2 a.m. and we're still watching something. We're like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I got to get ready because I got to check in for work or I got to do whatever I got to do. We got a Zoom call or a conference call in the morning. I got to put on my suit at the top of my body and keep my pajamas on at the bottom of my body. I got to do all this stuff to make sure everything's okay and our schedules are just thrown off all over the place. We don't have what we call just Sunday dinner. Now we feel like we're cooking Thanksgiving every single day because we got all these crumb snatchers that are in the house and everybody's trying to eat and everybody's trying to, no, no one wants to have uh, peanut butter and jelly. They got to have hamburgers. They got to have this and have this. So much going on. If you would just lift your hands now and say, it's just too much. It's just too much. We just got a lot. Our schedules are really thrown off. But what I want to encourage you today and really challenge you today, and I feel like this is something that the Lord really wants to challenge all of us with, is that no matter what has been thrown off in your schedule, what you don't want to be thrown off is your consistency. You want to make sure that no matter what you are doing and experiencing that might be inconsistent outside of you, make sure that what's going on inside of you is consistent. And when we look at the word um, consistent, it's, it's, the word means to be able to, uh, to uh, the consistent means to be unchanging in nature. I want to make sure that no matter what's going on outside of you, no matter the different things that are happening around you, that inside of you, the nature, the DNA of Christ, the thing that you have about your relationship with Christ, your DNA has not been thrown off and that your nature is consistent and that we want to make sure that we are walking in consistency. The reason this scripture is important is because when we look at this scripture, uh, we find out that after uh, the, the message went to Peter uh, that, the, that the Lord wanted him specifically and called him by name as I was ministering last week. And he called him by name specifically. And then we find out in Acts, the second chapter, in the early stages of the church, in the early, early stages of them coming together, they were in one place and one accord. And there came a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And they were the, the day that they were uh, waiting for the power of the Holy Ghost. And and then just in a few weeks, we're going to celebrate Pentecost Sunday. But this is the time that they were sitting there waiting for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, as was promised to them. And as they were waiting for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it says that they, they, they started to speak in another language. And then when they start to speak in tongues, uh, the people that were outside said, these people are drunk. Uh, they're speaking in different, well, what's going on with them? And Paul, uh, Peter, excuse me, rose up. He said, these men are not drunk as you suppose but these men and he goes on he d discloses the gospel and starts to, to share with them the same Lord that you crucified the same Lord that you came after the one that you said wasn't the Messiah the one that you said wasn't the Christ the one that we would assume coming king that, the one, that one that you crucified that one he has risen as he said he was and that is the one uh, that is baptized as the Holy Spirit he said that the Holy Spirit would baptize us and now he's baptized us with the power of the Holy Ghost and now you think we're weird now 
you think we're strange, but there's nothing wrong with us. No, what we knew would happen has happened, just as he said he would. And, and after he continued sharing that message with them, it says that the people there were pricked in their heart. The, the religious leaders were pricked in their heart, and they responded to him. They said, well, what should we do? Uh, what is it that we, what should our response be? He said, you should do like me. And I told you that last week. He said, you should repent. You should change your ways, and you should do what I did, and you should give your life. You should be saved. And that's what he asked. And it says that that day, about 3,000 people gave their life to Christ. Now, you have to understand that in that time, that when people were giving their life to Christ, per se, they were not called Christians. Excuse me. The word Christian was not added until much later. The word Christian was not added until later, but they were called followers of the way. So when they were um, uh, when they were given their life, they were saying, I'm a follower of the way. You remember the scripture. It says, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. So that was, that was saying, I'm a follower of the way. The word Christian didn't come until later on. But you have to understand that in this time, it was not popular for them to be uh, followers of the way or Christians as we know for this particular topic today. Now, but they were saying that I want to give my life. But what happens is many of you, like I, many of us have focused so much on the salvation experience and on giving your life to Christ or being a follower of the way or being a follower of Jesus or being a disciple of Jesus or whatever you've gotten so we've gotten so focused on that and we want you and we want to focus on that but there is an after you get saved or there's an after that many of us don't talk about I've got changed I am changed. I am changing. I got delivered. I'm being delivered and I'm still being delivered daily. Every single day I'm working on something, but we're not talking a lot of times about the after salvation. I gave my life. I felt something. I cried. I had a goosebump. I did all that. I called somebody. I, I text somebody and I tell them I gave my life to Christ. The church mailed me something cute in the mail. They told me what I need to do. They signed me up for baptism. That's great. But I'm trying to figure out what does it look like after I get saved? saved and how do I walk that thing out and how do I be consistent in what I just felt and there's many of you who are asking that question right now and there are many of you who are at that spot right now as I have been where you un you love the experience but some of you want Sunday or your worship experience to be every single day and it can but it doesn't always look like being around people all the time so I want to talk to you today about how do you be consistent how do I build my faith how do I build my walk with Christ how do I walk this thing out. I know I got delivered. I know I'm changed. I know I'm not where I used to be. Looked at my hands. They look new. Looked at my feet. They did too. I did all that type of stuff. But I'm trying to figure out how do I walk this thing out and what does this thing look like? You asked me a question. I'm glad you asked. You want to hear it? Here it goes. So this is what we find out. It says that here that we want to know about the power of consistency in this particular verse in 42. Verse 42 it says, and they devoted themselves they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to the disciples. You hear all that and some of y'all want some of, I mean, I'm not just saying some of y'all, let me include myself. Many of us want the, the easiest route to get somewhere. If you want to talk about losing weight, we want the easiest route to get there. If you want to get a six pack, we want the easiest route to get there. We don't want any pain. We don't want anything. We don't want to have to suffer anything. But sometimes here it is, it says they devoted themselves and they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers those of you who are just coming
coming in. We're in Acts, the second chapter and verse 42. The first thing in order for you to be consistent that you have to work on first, you have to make sure that you are committed to discipleship. The word disciple means student. Um, in the culture of the time, according to the Jewish culture, they were talking about you were, um, uh, the rabbi was a teacher, or you were a student of a rabbi, someone that you would sit under. Sit under means submitted under. Submitted under means that you were, you were submitted to their teaching, or that you were humble enough to realize that you didn't know everything, and that you don't know all things. And it's very important for us to note that even in this time right now, that many of us are having to go back and have that discussion and to be able to say that and publicly acknowledge that we don't know everything and some of us have been going so long without depending on the power of God that we've been in dangerous mode because we have not been operated as true students of Christ we've been students of lights and we've been students of being current and we've been students of making sure we're popular and we've been students of the ground and students of making sure everybody knows our name but we have not oftentimes been relying on the power Power of the Holy Ghost and I believe right now that the Lord is calling us to a place where we have to become and submit back under the hand of God submit back under his voice and to be able to say without you I could do nothing without you I would fail without you I would be like a ship without a sail somebody lift your hands and say I could do nothing without him you have to be a student a student is never greater than the teacher you might learn more than the teacher but you're never greater than the teacher and that's what he was saying and you might start when you're really a student and when you're really under and when under submission uh, to the to the rabbi under submission to those who are teaching you you might start to have traits and start to become like the teacher might start to become and start to to be like that's what happened that when the disciples showed up those who were students of Jesus and those who have been under his teaching now even when Jesus wasn't around they would look at them and they would say wait a minute these men are unlearned. These men are not like anybody else. Uh, these men look like, they sound like, they even walk like they've been with Jesus. And I want to know, when you walk into a room, when you walk into your living room, or when you walk into your house, does people actually look at you, and can they tell who you've been with? Now, sometimes, I'm not talking about your past, but can they tell that you spent time with God? Can they tell that you've been in this space? Can they tell that there's something changing about you, and that you are becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ and that's what it is in 2nd Timothy the second chapter and verse 15 now I know some of y'all King James uh, readers you know this really but but he says study to show yourself approved a workman who needs not to be ashamed <laughs> rightly some of y'all quoted it before I finished it rightly dividing the word of truth before us at growth point we don't use the King James we use the English standard version and it says do your best and that's what we have to we, we have to really be that's what it really means study means do your best. Don't show up for something you haven't studied for. We want to pass stuff that we haven't even done anything for. We want to make sure we get somewhere and we don't even know the direction. He says, do your best to present yourself to God. Not your mama, not your cousin, not anybody else. This is a season of yourself. This is a season you have to look at within yourself. Look at your own self in the mirror. He says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who, not, who does not need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. What that means is this is a season that you have to start asking yourself and you have to start looking within yourself and saying, what do I know for myself? What do I know about the word? This is not the time. Yes, 
you want to study, and yes, you want to get in it, but I want to ask you, what is it that you already know? What is it that you already have inside of you? I know many of us are looking for something new, but when's the last time you picked up and said, according to what I know, this is what I know as far as my house. This is what I know as far as my mind. This is what I know as far as my finances, because I got a word for every trial. I've got a word for every storm. I've got a word for everything I've gone through. I've got a word for everything that's coming in this season. I've got a word for everything that's coming in my neighborhood. I've got this word. That's what David said. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I won't go in error, that I won't be distracted in this season. I've got to be consistent in my discipleship. This is not the time for me to throw off. This is not the time for me to give up. I've got to be consistent in learning and finding out what I need to know. And this word, when they were talking about fellowship, it was a word, a Greek word called koinia. The word koinia means uh, that they were in fellowship or in, they were united or basically they had mutual or mutuality towards each other to be able to say that they were all connected. This is not the time for you to be disconnected at all. This is the time to make sure that more than ever, not only are you connected to God, but you're connected to each other. They were in fellowship with each other. That's what their discipleship meant. They, that means that they were looking around the room and they were realizing that they were not the only person who was learning. They were not the only person who was growing. They were not the only person who was who was unlearning some things that they needed to unlearn. You have to realize that in this season, in this time, you're not all doing by yourself. That's why this series is called Hello World, that the whole world is our neighborhood. We'll all come through. We're not just saying this person over here is going through, but this person over here in this region. All of us are coming together and we're all trying to learn how can we do this thing right and how can we do this thing over again. So we have to make sure if you're going to be consistent, the first thing you have to be consistent in your discipleship because consistent in what you're learning and what you're studying. Well, the second thing is, uh, it says, as we go on through this in verse 43, and it says, and all, it says, and all came upon every soul. <laughs> it says, all came upon every soul as they continued to devote themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayers. In verse 43, it says, and all came upon every soul, every soul. Someone say every soul, every soul. And many wonders. I wish I, wish I was near you right now. I want you to hollow out, say many. It says, many wonders, not just some wonders, not a few, but many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. What I love about this scripture to even break it down when it says and awe came upon every soul and many wonders and many signs were being done through the apostles. Second thing you have to be consistent in is your demonstration or in expecting demonstration. Demonstration, what does that mean? To be able to say I expect God to move. I expect there to be a demonstration of his power. I expect there to be a demonstration of miracles because here in the scripture I'm not making it up. It says, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. That, that word, and awe came upon every soul. It means that, uh, it was a word that says that it kept coming. <laughs> it continued to come. It didn't stop. It just kept moving. What that means is that there was not just a miracle here. It was just a miracle every once in a while. And some of you all have been settling in just sporadic miracles. Like I got one in June and I got one in April and I, I got one in May and got one in January.
January, and I probably won't, I'm not due for another one until probably sometime around November. But right here, hallelujah, right here in the word, it says that awe came upon every soul, and many wonders, someone say it again, said many wonders. It did not stop. It says the more they continued in the discipleship, glory, the more they continued themselves, and they started to learn and started to become the word, and the word became in them, and the more they start to fellowship with, uh, with each other, and the more they continued in the discipleship, and the more they stay devoted, the more God started to move. And I want to tell you right now, if you didn't know it, the longer you stay with him, the longer the miracles will come, and the more the miracles will come. And you're like, did you just give me an ingredient? Absolutely I did. Because when you get the word down inside of you, according to the word, I give you word, you want word, here it goes. Matthew the 16th chapter, and verse 19 says, so then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven. Jesus was ascended, and he was ascended, going back to sit down at the right hand of God. This is Matthew, the 16th chapter, and verse 20 says, and they went out, glory, they went out, and they preached everywhere, and while they preached, the Lord worked with them. Oh, we need some preaching where the Lord is working with you. You don't need preaching where there's no God. I'm tired of just hearing people preach just to be preaching just to make me feel good. If you don't have the Lord with you, have a seat, sit down. I got a word for you right now. Have a seat. We want to make sure that in this season and in this time that the Lord is working with you. We don't have full churches right now. We don't have people standing around to hear you, but we got to make sure that when you open up your mouth, the Lord is working with you. So in this scripture, it says, and they went out and they preached everywhere and while the Lord was working with them let me tell you I'm trying to get all of that but I can't do anything without the Lord I can't do anything without his power we used to sing a song in a sanctified church and we would say send it on down Lord send it on down Lord let your Holy Ghost come on down and then we would say because I can't do nothing without your Holy Ghost we got a whole lot of riffs we got a whole lot of runs we got a whole lot of cute stuff but I'm saying Lord send your power send your Holy Ghost power and my grandmama Martha was here and she's from the church of God in Christ she might raise her voice up and say send your power I need real Holy Ghost power wherever you are open your mouth and say I need Holy Ghost power I don't need Holy Spirit power I need Holy Ghost power and it says and the Lord work with them and he says and he confirmed the word he confirmed the message with what with signs following it you did not hear that signs came and then the word came but you heard that the word came and then signs came it's always an ingredient. They work together. They're like Siamese twins. Wherever you see the word, you should see a miracle. Wherever you see the word, you can see a demonstration. Wherever you see the word, you can see healing. Wherever you see the word, you can see breakthrough. Because the word was sent. And when the word was sent, glory. When the word was sent, miracles, signs, and wonders. It's not just a song. It's just the word. When you send your word and when you start believing the word and walking through the word, you start walking around and saying, I'm tired of where this thing is. I don't like the way this thing is going. God, I need a miracle. And he says, well, you need a word. What is it that you're believing for? Find a word for it. Matter of fact, glory to God. Matter of fact, when he called Moses and he said, Moses, he said, I got something for you to do. And when Moses responded, Moses said, God, you know that I'm, I'm, I'm a stutterer. I'm not somebody that should be used. You know that I'm a murderer. He says, I know all this stuff. I didn't call you because of your past. I called you from your past. I've got something for you to do. <laughs> Glory to God. And he said to him, Moses said, well, those people know me for who I used to be. Those people know me for how I used to be. 
used to operate. So now you're telling me you want me to go back to these people. Glory. You want me to go back to these people and you want me to do something with them and you want me to, de to deliver them out of the bondage they're in. And I just want to ask you a question, God. If I go, who do you suppose I say that you are? What should I say you are? And God's so bad. He looked at himself. He said, I'm so bad. I don't need to tell you too much. He said, I am. Tell him that I am. And he said, well, that's great. But can I get a last name? He said, I am that I am. He was so bad that he wasn't even concerned. He says, whatever you need me to be, I will be that. Whatever you need, I will fill in the blank. If you need a provider, I'll be that. If you need a healer, I'll be that. If you need a mind regulator, I'll be that. If you need a sustainer, I'll be that. I am that I am. That's what the word does. That's why we get excited about the word. Because whatever you need, somebody lift your hands and say, whatever I need, I can find it in the word. <laughs> Whatever it is I need, I expect, I want you to raise your expectation. I know what the government is saying. I know what the news is saying. I know what the state is saying. I know what the region is saying. But I want you to look and see what the word is saying. We used to read the word and we would say, whose report will you believe? And we would say, I believe the report of the Lord. Someone shout it out. Put it in the comment section. I believe God. I know it looks bad. I know it looks dark. But I'm trying to tell you this is a season that you've got to believe that God is going to move again. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it because it says as they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching to the fellowship of breaking bread ah, came upon every soul and many wonders many signs were being done through the apostles I want you to expect things to start happening I don't even want you to apologize for believing that something's going to happen I want you to expect it and to believe it and according to your faith glory according to your faith may it be done to you I believe if you can't believe for yourself I believe for you I believe that things that you are settling for will be wiped away because of the power of God. I want you to get more word inside of you so that you get more word you can experience more miracles. More word, more miracles. More word, more miracles. No prayer, no power. More prayer, more power. More word, more miracles. No prayer, no word, no miracles. I need a miracle for my season. Somebody holler it out. Say, I need a miracle. Glory to God. <laughs> so verse 44 says, y'all making me sweat in these seats. So verse 44 says, it says, and all who believe were together, <laughs> all who believe were together, and they had all things, so once they all, they had all things in common, glory to the Lamb, all things in common. So the next thing is they were consistent in their discipleship. <laughs> they were consistent in their demonstration or expecting God to move. They were consistent in believing God. And I want you to be able to, to, to really grab a hold of that to say, Lord, I'm going to, this is the time I believe you even more. Uh, so it says, and they all who believe were together and they had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and their belongings and distributing the proceeds to all. So I want you to be consistent. God wants us to be consistent in our discipleship. He wants us to be consistent uh, in the demonstration. But then 
He wants us to be consistent in our devotion. <laughs> now, I know when you hear the word devotion, for those of you who uh, came up in church like I did, and maybe not, I'm not talking about today's church, I'm talking about you came up maybe where you saw the, the deacon standing behind the, the chair, and, and they were singing, come to Jesus, and all that different stuff. I'm not talking about that type of devotion. I'm not talking about where the mothers would stand up and they would wear a certain type of hat on a certain type of Sunday. I'm not talking about that type of devotion. I'm talking about being devoted, one, to God, and being devoted to each other, where you're in a season right now where you say, I cannot do this by myself. I'm in a season now that I'm really saying that unless I'm able to help somebody else, unless I'm able to lift somebody else, somebody else up, we're not going to be able to get through this thing at all. They believed, when they believed, they were all together, and they had all things in common. Verse 45 says, and they were selling their possessions and their belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And I want to ask you, when is it, is it when, right now, are we, are, we, are we committed to other people? Saying, I know I need something. I know I've got something that I need. And I know there's something that, that's, that's going on in my life that I need help with. But to be able to really get to the point where you're concerned about somebody else. If I was from the country, whenever we, well, I am from the country. Uh, when, when we didn't have something in our house, we would go to the next door neighbor. And we would get whatever we needed to get so they could add to what we didn't have. And if you're in the hood and, and you, you were raised, and I'm talking about just in the neighborhood or whatever. I'm talking about particular economic uh, neighborhood. Whatever you might have been in, and you were there when you would go to the store, and somebody would say, We only got five dollars, so we got split this through the four of us. You did whatever you had to do. Nobody walked out of the store and just said, I got mine, you get yours. No, it was like, No, I'm gonna do whatever I got to do to make sure we all can eat together. We might have to share a bag of chips, we might have to share a, a, a soda, we got to do whatever we got to do, but we're gonna do this thing together. So, here it says they were selling their possessions and their belongings, and they were distributing to the proceeds, the proceeds, everything they got. They were giving it to everybody else. And it says in there, verse 46, and day by day, they were attending the temple together and they were breaking bread in their homes and they received their food with glad and generous hearts. This was a season when nobody was stingy. Nobody was saying, well, I'm good. I hope you're good. It was like, no, I'm going to make sure everybody has. So if we're going to be consistent, we have to be consistent in making sure that everybody's good, that everybody's okay. I know that we used to, uh, sometimes we are sometimes very guilty of saying when something that's a need in the community, we say that's for the outreach ministry. Or if there's somebody who needs to be saved, or somebody who needs to be reached or delivered from something, we say that's from the evangelism team. If somebody needs prayer, we're saying, oh, that's for the prayer team. If we want music, oh, that's the worship team. Or if we need a word, oh, that's the ministerial staff. We always want to throw it off to somebody else. But in this season, we're trying to say, like Thomas Dorsey said, can you help? Can you do anything? Can you help somebody? We, we don't, the titles don't matter right now. The musicians don't matter. They matter as far as what we need. But it's not, if you can't play... Can you, can you help us clean? If you can't play, if you can't sing, can you do something? Can you do anything? Because the need is greater than the bodies. That's why the scripture says that the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. This is not the time for you to talk about how great your footwork is. I want to know not according to a dance, but I want to know how good is your, your servant work? How great are you serving? Who have you, who have you helped recently? Um, if Janet Jackson were here, that great evangelist of the, of the pop culture, she would say, what have you done for me lately? 
daily. And I want to know what is it that you've done to be able to help somebody during this season? Who have you texted? Who have you encouraged? Who have you lift up? Who have you prayed for? In this time, they looked and they said, we all got to do this together. And we're going to get through this thing. We can't just be devoted to God. We got to be devoted to each other. Glory. I'm, I'm through because I know y'all got to do your dinner. <laughs> you got to make sure you, I, I've, I've delayed your, your eating. So I want to make sure I get you out of here. But verse 47 says this. It says, after they continued, <laughs> after they continued, after they had all things in common, after they grew and after they sold their possessions and after they did all of these different things with their belongings and their proceeds, it says, and as many had need, it says, and day by day, they were attending the temple together and they were breaking bread and they were doing whatever they had to do with generous hearts. They were so happy. Verse 47 says this. This is what's important. It says, and they were praising God, <laughs> and they were having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church. Someone say it. And the Lord added to the church, or added to the number, added to them day by day, those who were being saved. It says it again. I don't want you to miss it. It says, and praising God <laughs> and having favor with all the people. It says, the Lord added to the number day by day, those who were being saved. I think you missed it. I want to make sure we want to continue. <laughs> we want to continue in our discipleship. We want to continue believe in God for him to demonstrate something. I want you to continue. We want to continue make sure we're devoted to each other. But lastly, I want to make sure that if you're going to be consistent, <laughs> you got to make sure you're consistent in giving God what he deserves. And this is very important for many of you all because many of you all have been in a season where Corona has snatched your mind. I did very well. I hadn't said the word the entire message. But it has caused your mind to be distracted and all over the place and you're just like, I can't even be focused. I can't get myself together but I'm telling you something in this season in verse 47 it says that they were praising God and they were having favor with the people you didn't get the ingredient right there I've been giving you all different types of ingredients in this it says that they were praising God and they were finding favor with the people the more they praised the more favor they got glory to God the more praise they had the more favor they got early I told you that more, the more word they had the more miracles they got but I'm trying to tell you right where you are I don't care where you are I don't know where you are I don't know if you're in your house I don't know if you're in your room I don't know if you're by yourself. I don't know if you're sitting in your car, but I'm telling you, you've got to open up your mouth and you got to give God praise. You got to open up your mouth and give God praise. I know some of y'all are saying, why am I praising God? And I'm by myself. Well, that's when you find out what you got. That's what you find out what you're working with, where you can give God praise by yourself. You don't need a drum track right now. If you need a drum track, pull it up on YouTube. There's a hundred of them that you can find. But if you need a praise, what are we praising? God for. Things are not where I want them to be. Things are not where I need them to be. Things are not like I would like them to be. But what am I praising them for? I'm praising them because he's still good. I'm praising them because he's still making ways. I might not have what I need to have. I might not be where I need to be. I might not be doing what I used to do. But he's still good. He's kept my mind. According to Isaiah the 26th chapter and verse 3, it says he will keep me glory and perfect peace as my mind is stayed on him I'm so grateful that in this time when people are going crazy that people are losing their mind that he has kept my mind why has he kept my mind because I've trusted in him it says that as they praise God glory it says as they praise God 
that had favor with all the people. And I want you to know that you're going to have favor, but it's going to be according to your praise. I know the Lord gives and distributes it favor because he's a gracious God, and that's what he does. But I know you've had favor just because of who you're connected to, because you're connected with Christ. But what type of favor could you get if you would just open up your mouth and get off your couch and open up your heart right now and say, God, I believe you. God, I trust you. God is not looking like I thought it was supposed to look, but God, I still got to praise. And we used to sing the old song, I got to praise and I got to get it out. And the reason that I'm talking to you right now is that some of you have not been praising God. You've been watching different messages. You've been watching streaming church. You've been doing all these different things, but you haven't given God what he deserves. You haven't opened up your mouth. So I want you to create your own praise party. Glory to God. I want you to create your own praise party right where you are, right in your house, right in your living room. I want you to open up your mouth right where you are. Y'all got me preaching like this, and y'all ain't even here because y'all thought that my praise that I had was only based on a full church, and my praise was only based on people coming in the room. But let me tell you something. This praise I got, this joy I got, the world didn't give it to me. <laughs> Glory. The world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. I want you to open up your mouth. I wish you would magnify the Lord with me. And I wish you would exalt his name together. I know you may not be around somebody, but we're in virtual church right now. The whole earth, everybody, all over the world is joined together and praising God together. And I need you to help me. Somebody help me. Give God praise wherever you are. It says, and as they praise God, glory. As they praise God, the Lord added to their number. I got to get out of here. The Lord added to their number day by day. And I got to give you this word, and I'm out of here. I want you to know that the Lord is going to add to you. And why is he going to add to you? Because you trust him. Because you stay devoted to him. Because you stay consistent with him. And I want you to open up your mouth. Give God praise just because he's adding to me. He's adding strength to me. He's adding peace to me. He's adding joy to me. He's adding strength. He's adding finance to me. Whatever I need, he's adding it to me. Last thing, and I'm through. Some of y'all saying, why am I giving God praise? What's the point right now? And I've already told you, because the Lord is good. I know y'all want me to come up with something better than that, but that's all I got. The Lord is good. Matter of fact, I just thought about it. I got 10 reasons to tell you why you should praise him. Just 10. I don't have 15. I just got 10. Reason number one, because the Lord is good. <laughs> Reason number two, because the Lord is good. Reason number three, because the Lord is good. I know some of y'all say he ain't got nothing else. Actually, I do. Number four, the Lord is good. Reason number five, because the Lord is good. I know some of y'all say he don't even study. Yes, I do. And what did I find out? The Lord is good. Reason number seven, the Lord is good. Reason number eight, the Lord is good. Reason number nine, the Lord is good. I got one more good one for you, and I'm through. Reason number 
number 10, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. He's not just good in the valley. He's good in the mountain. He's good in every season. Just because you're going through does not mean the Lord is not good. Praise the Lord, everybody, no matter where you are. As you praise God, he adds to you. That's what I know for myself. I've seen him do it. <laughs> I've seen him do it too many times. I've seen him perform miracles. I've seen him make ways. I've seen him do things that other people thought was impossible. I've seen him. I've seen him. As I praised him, my praise was never based on what I could see. My praise was never based on uh, temporary inconveniences or you took this away and that means that I can praise him. No, my praise was always based on the fact that he's good. Glory. The Lord is good. Seats might be empty, but his throne is still occupied. Glory. He has not been impeached and he cannot design. He cannot resign. Everything that I've ever needed his hand has provided. So I want to give you an opportunity right now, wherever you are, if you would put your device down and if you're looking on the television or whatever you got right now, I want everybody to lift your hands everywhere, every room. If you got a six month child, put your child's hand up. I want you to give God what he deserves because you have it. You've been so focused. I don't like this. I don't like that, but I'm saying, but he likes praise. <laughs> He likes praise. If you don't praise him, the rocks are gonna cry out. I'm too old now to let somebody else do what I can do for myself. And I'm asking you everywhere, wherever you are, slip your hand up. Let's create a moment. Uh, I know we're not together in a building, but I wanna create a moment where we can come right where you are. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. Create a moment right where you are where you can fall back in love with worship, fall back in love with praise, fall back to that place where you say, Lord, I give you total praise. Not, I've been giving you some of it. I've been giving you all of it because I've just been going through it. I hadn't even felt like it. Let me tell you, praise is not based on what I feel. Praise is based on what I know. <laughs> and I know that the Lord is good. Well, lift your hands up, lift your hands up. It's a stick up, lift your hands up. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, worship all over your room, everywhere you are, come on.
and I need to and I've been watching this and I'm like well this is what this is about I need that I need that type of consistency I need that type of devotion I need that discipleship I need it I want you to open your heart open your mind open your open your mouth now repeat after me we believe according to the Bible says that you believe in your heart when you confess with your mouth that's why we ask you to say things make a confession I want you to say say Lord Jesus I heard this word today this is actually the third church service I've watched but I've been watching but I haven't committed I want to make a commitment today I believe you are my Lord I believe you are my Savior I believe that you died that I might have life and I believe that you got up that I might have victory I need that victory I need help with being consistent I am so inconsistent I can only be consistent as I need to be in you. So can you get in my inconsistency and make me consistent? Save me. Forgive me of my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe you prayed that prayer. I believe that you got born again. I want you to write us. Let us know that you made that confession. You made that decision. I want you to get in a good Bible-based church. Now, now look, you don't have to wait uh, until we come back together in the building. 
Uh, if you connect with us, you don't have to connect with us. You can connect anywhere. I just want you to let us know uh, you made a decision so we can plug you in somewhere because this after salvation decision, you're going to need a community. You're going to need somebody to help you. And I want to make sure that we rally around you and get you plugged in. If you want to connect with this particular body, all you got to do is go to growpointchurch.org. And there's many different ways you can connect. We have a whole section that's just for new believers. We have a section that for all people who say, I want to I want to join, I want to be connected. You don't have to wait to new members class. You can do all that online. We want to make sure that you connect. For those of you who have not been consistent and you're already saved, I'm challenging you. This, this broadcast is going off in like 2.5 seconds. <laughs> but when it goes off, keep your hands up. Say, Lord, I still trust you. You're the source of my strength. You're the strength of my life. I need you. Before you do anything, before you take anything away, add more to it. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for um, um, supporting what we do. And I thank you for um, praying for us as we're learning how to minister differently in a different season. But Jesus still is the same yesterday and forevermore. Keep your praise. Keep your relationship tight. Stay consistent this week. God bless you. See you same time, same time, same place next week. Listen, we could have continued that worship um, for a few more minutes. Uh, at the heart of my life is a worshiper. I am pastor. I am preacher. I'm many different things. But in my heart, worshiper is who I am. And that doesn't, you, could, you can be a worshiper as well. That doesn't mean you have to be able to sing or play or have an instrument. But worship comes from your heart. And I want you to commit to that this week, that you stay devoted to everything that it is that God has called for you to stay devoted to. If you prayed that prayer or you say, hey, I want to connect with this church. I would like to be a part of this church. Uh, send us a message and let us know. We want to connect with you. We want to make sure that, that you're plugged in and that you have a family. You don't have to, to wait to, to be a part of our new members class or any of those types of things. It's all online. You can do everything you need to do online and you can plug in and get connected there. I want to also give you the opportunity before we log off today, for those of you who are generous partners of Growth Point, I don't want you to just have your worship moment or, or have this time where you have loved the broadcast or you have loved the word and we don't sow into the word. Uh, Jesus so loved the world that he gave, he sold into our life so that we might be benefactors. We are, uh, we are the ones, the beneficiaries of what he deposited to the earth. And so I want to make sure that we don't close this broadcast without giving you an opportunity to give. Scripture says give and it will be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. And that's not just talking about money. Don't think that. That was talking about if you judge somebody, it's going to be given back to you. <laughs> so I, I wanna, but I want to teach you about the area of giving. Um, this ministry operates on the generous support that we have uh, through the tithes and offerings that we have at this church, as well as many of you who are generous partners. Continue to help, do the, help us to reach other people. I believe um, in you. Thank you for believing in us. Thank you for helping us do what we've been able to do um, during this season. Uh, we don't want um, to have to come before you one day and say we can't do it. We don't have to want to come before you today and say we can't uh, make sure our, our teams are supported, our, our families are supported. Uh, so thank you for what you do that helps us to be able to constantly bring ministry to you during this season. I thank you for tuning in. I'm out of time. I wish we could spend more time together, but it's time for us to log off. Now, now the work is up to you. 
Go out into the world. Do what it is God has called for you to do. Don't go out physically. <laughs> Don't do that. Stay at home. But text someone, FaceTime someone. Do what you got to do so that we can say hello world and we can be effective. And we can make sure that people, more people are getting saved now as the Lord adds daily to the church what needs to be saved. Now, you know how I end every week. You can probably say it with me. Whatever you do, keep growing. We want to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that makes this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you enjoyed today's message, like our page, share the message with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at MyGrowthPoint. Until next time, keep growing.